Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and ba-da-da-da-da, it's the mother-flippin' four nerds in a podcast. Yeah, the martini shaken. No! Shocking. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the official podcast that thinks pandas pandas are a useful fucking useless fucking animal. I'm sorry. I'm Rusty because it's the first time I'm doing this in a while. My name Hi is Hi Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me on this week's episode of Movie and Pop Culture News and Talks and basically everything in between on episode one forty four is Tom. I do not agree with those opinions on pandas. They're fucking useless. What <laughs> do they do? They look pretty. But what do they do? They look pretty. They forgot how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not that they forgot. This is they don't want to. It's like they look at the other panda and they just go, "I know it's the survival of our species is at stake right now, but fuck you, ugly." <laughs> if you're gonna spend the rest of your life in a cage with an, uh, you're not not gonna fuck it. Obviously, they look at them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this you personally? Yeah. <laughs> I fu- no. That's what. That's what it says. Never when go you to sign, prison. When you sign. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> look, basically, Mayor Lindbergh to get it on board the pandas. Probably. Maybe pandas need to watch Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, pandas in wheelchairs. <laughs> Hello, Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you. Pandas are useless. Pandas are useless. Besides being the logo for WWF, what else do they do? <laughs> not the good WWF. Yeah, not not the good one. <laughs> you don't the see one with the elbow drop. <laughs> yeah, you don't see them jumping off ladders onto tables. <laughs> I mean, if we saw more of that, I would be inclined to support save pandas. Them. Exactly, yeah, yeah save, save them. Pans. Yeah, but what do they do now? Uh, Eat bamboo. Much. Exactly, and don't and fuck. Don't fuck. <laughs> if you forget how to, uh, don't I think I dated one of those. <laughs> <laughs> a panda? This guy fucked a panda. Well, he didn't. They didn't really. She didn't really know what she was doing. <laughs> Just sat there and ate bamboo. <laughs> oh, Good thing I didn't have a hard on, otherwise she would have started munching on that. <laughs> And we got fuzzy. Hello. This episode has gone wild already. <laughs> this is what happens when I host. See? Yes. Ollie, uh, don't come back. <laughs> we'll come back, but yes. Keep the panda talk. <laughs> <laughs> now for our new segment, Panda Talk. It's a top ten news <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Number 10. Got it. Number 10. Pandas are beautiful and majestic animals. You take it back. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tw- I'm gonna put a poll up on Facebook. See, we need to rejig our old, uh, our old theme tune. I challenge you to a dance-off. Panda top. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. You're going to put a poll up. That's more than work. any pandas ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba, get back to us. <laughs> All right, back to number 10. All right, we have the cinematographer from Joker and Godzilla has joined the team at Black Adam. So I think that is very positive. The man's name is Lawrence Lawrence Share. So I think he... I will say Godzilla, you know, despite its flaws. Good cinematography. Yeah. I'm going to say that... Despite its flaws, it's quite tall. (laughs) (laughs) Many, many flaws. (laughs) Um, I, I would say that uh, Black Adam is probably right in between a, a movie experience of the Joker and Godzilla. It's like if you put you put them together, the child is Black Adam. So, 
Here we go. It's looking positive. Can we get Black the rock dancing Adam. down steps? Oh. Uh, and then <laughs> eating buildings. Black yeah. Adam. Yeah. Oh, that's Black Adder. <laughs> get it mixed up all the time. I've never seen Black Adder. Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. The cinematographer has joined Black Adder. I would like some more Black Adder, please. <laughs> Starring The Rock. I mean, yes, please. <laughs> and Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect partnership doesn't exist. Number nine. Now, I have reused this phrase a lot. And get excited? Get... Don't I steal this motherfucking phrase. What the fuck was that, man? No, you ruined it now. Oh, is that it? I was just, I was just having a second ago. Get excited. Oh, was that? I was just making shit out. <laughs> Lord of the Rings has been renewed for a second season. <laughs> what? What? I had a whole spiel going into that. You fucked it. <laughs> okay, yeah. wow. not like the pandas. Have we had the first season yet? We no. We had the first episode yet. So how? Who knows? Amazon obviously have a lot of faith in it. Okay. Right. Well, you gotta have um, faith. It's, it's, not, faith, it's faith. not actually going to follow. You gotta the, have the, faith. The faith. The faith. The journey <laughs> of the ring, though, is it? No. <laughs> Serious. Yeah. Okay. No, it's earlier. It's yep. earlier. I don't remember the time period off the top of my head at the moment. But it's yeah. in between the upper Nugalolegal period and the... Uh, Medulla oblongata. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Mama mm. says Lord of the Rings is angry because it got old MP for no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the devil. <laughs> but considering they spent uh, $250 million on the actual rights to make the show itself, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, yeah. if they're just like... Uh, let's just pray for the best. Keep making it just yeah. in case. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a clear fan base that's just going to watch it regardless. Yeah, so, yeah. Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tom's the fan base. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like it's like DC movies for like fantasy nerds. So yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad it is, people will still watch it. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Aquaman. When, it's cool. when are we expecting to see uh, episode one of season one? When is the time frame for thus? Keep asking that question. Just find other ways to phrase it. As I, uh... <laughs> so, if this show were to start at some stage, when might we be expecting that to be um, happening? Twenty twenty one. Thank, thank you. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no, he did. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So episode like the the first season is not until twenty twenty one, and they're already signed on for season two. Yes, that's literally unless they're doing like back to back recording. <laughs> that's stupid. Like they basically did that with the boys back to back recording. Really, like yeah. since season one dropped, they just started working on season two straight away. And I will say they have done that with the Mandalorian as well. They're starting to. Yeah, that's what he started. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Still. Steel. 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 It's a long way to Yes. Number eight. Number eight. We have some box office numbers for a little movie that's <laughs> called <laughs> Bless You. Bless Thank You, God. the film. Based on Duty Sneeze. Uh, no, Char- I'll buy it. Charlie's Angels. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, here oh, we go. Oh, <laughs> let, me, let me bring up some tweets I've no, heard as well. No. <laughs> Budget of $48 million. Yes, a lot of money. Opening weekend domestic box office, mm-hmm. $8.6 And overseas, $19.2 million. Ouch! With only $7.7 million in China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, did very badly. And mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Banks has come out swinging. Oh yeah, swinging sure against has. the Marvel universe, the DC universe, every yeah, universe. It's everyone's fault but mine. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, didn't she call everyone like sexist for not going to watch this movie and support it financially? Yeah, essentially, yes. Yeah, 
Pretty which, much. yeah, no. We'll get so into I had, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I had a tweet. I'm just trying to fucking find it. I'm sorry. When you make a movie for tween, uh, teenage girls, like you can't expect everybody else to want to go and watch it. It can. No. The problem is I think it's a good... Like, um, it's a good property. property. It's a good property, and well, it like the can first, be done well. Their first reboot they did with, um, uh, with like Drew Barrymore and um, the other ones. Yeah, uh, that the that other was, ones. Th- that was a lot of fun. I like it, it, it was, yeah, it was good for the time. Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz, yes. Uh, Bill Murray was in there, obviously. But this movie has three fucking Bosleys as well. Yeah. Because like, oh, there's a Bosley in every location around the world. Yeah. And Elizabeth Banks put up a tweet saying, thanks for the badass woman who came together for Charlie's Angels. Thanks. And the top comments were... where is it? The top comment was going to file this movie under things no one asked for. The comment after, below that was going to file this tweet under things no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> People are being brutal on this. But yeah, that's so, just fair. I think it could be done well, and that's what bothers me. If you made a Charlie's Angels property mm. that was like Mission Impossible, I'd see it. Oh yeah. If it was good, yeah. I'd see it. Well, because she so she essentially came out saying that this film was an action uh, a female led action film for females, as opposed to the uh, opposed to the Marvel and DC ones like uh, Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, mm. which were films for males mm. that had a female. But lead. no women I, ever I, saw I, it. I paraphrase here, but that's essentially yeah. what I got from what she has. Said. Yeah. And I and I can understand that sentiment to it, but I I feel that there's still a lot. Of positives to be had within, um, like the Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel yeah. movies, okay. mm. yeah, they are moving in the right direction for for females in cinema. So, like having those strong female characters, you need to sort of have some sort of crossover substance, te- <laughs> well, <laughs> substance and context to it that that other people are going to watch as well. You can't just make yeah. that film for one subsect of people and and hope that everybody's going to watch it. I don't think people will enjoy that. So, so yeah, Elizabeth Banks blames sexism for Charlie's Angels crashing. Yeah, that was trying to think. I think if they got like the three main angels, if they got like more, if they bad, had badass rep- like like yeah, like good actors, act uh, yeah, actors who everybody thinks are badass. They anyway. got like Gal Gadot and, and Charlie Theron and yeah. like those sort of people, rather than Kirsten, oh, well, you think Kirsten about- Stewart. Well, you think about <laughs> no. You think about like Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Like they weren't kick-ass they characters no. at that time, but they made them kick-ass. They the made movie, them yeah. well to a, to an extent. Like they they were pretty cool characters, but they made a fun movie that was enjoyable. It was more comedy. It was uh, it wasn't so taken and itself so I seriously. Think that also hurt this one is that it's kind of tried to go with a similar tone to that, and that's automatically going to invite comparison. That it was not as good as. So, like, do something different. But you had three fairly strong actresses who had a big comedic background and you're just throwing them into... Yeah, they had a a, a leg up on this. They did, yeah. Yeah, the Kirsten Stewart, like, just wow. Her her quote was, if uh, this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces the stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go and see women do action films. Terminated Uh, 2. Let's not get into it. Let's leave it. (laughs) Yeah. Number seven. All right, we had a little interview that came out came out during the week that one of our listeners sent to us. Thank you, Mitch. And it caused <laughs> a little bit of uh, back and forth. 
A which, little bit. Which was... Uh, a little bit. Which was quite, quite amusing. Quite, and quite, I, I kind of want it to continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, there was an interview <laughs> with Rolling ready? Stone with uh, Kathleen Kennedy going through different elements of the Star Wars... Uh, the Star Warses. Uh, Star Wars overall. eyes. Um, and there were comments that were made by Kathleen when she was asked about uh, the final trilogy being a hard nut to crack, in which she said that it was particularly hard because there was no source m- material. We didn't have any comic books. We didn't have any 800-page novels. Uh, and we don't have anything other than passionate storytellers t- who get together and talk about the next iteration. So, dirty. <laughs> well, I, I, I found that comment a slap in the face to anyone who had previously worked on the Star Wars universe prior to Disney's ownership. Because there's fu- it all got thrown out though. It, it, it did, or majority of it all get thrown out. But Disney's starting to bring back. They bought back Thrawn from the original canon series that yeah. Timothy Zahn wrote for episodes seven, eight, and nine in quotation marks. Um, and they bought back Darth Revan. They bought back the War of Mandalore. They bought back all these things from old school canon that people but those, love. Are, are any of those old properties in the new trilogy? Yeah. What? So Darth Revan and the War of Mandalore have been referenced multiple times in Clone Wars and I think in Star Wars Rebels. No, no, no. No, no. In the, the movie new trilogy. Because oh, she's the talking films. about the films. Yeah. yeah. But it's all a connected universe, though. But no, not in the new films. It has. Yeah, but she's specifically talking about the trilogy. That's yeah. Correct. But also in the old school stuff. The Emperor spoilers came back in pre-Disney yeah. canon, and it now looks like they're sort of teasing something to do with the Emperor in this. And it's like, okay, cool. You can't say everything is, you know, there is no source material or there's there's no inspiration or anything like that. Yeah, obviously, you're, is, you're pulling yeah. some form of ideas and inspirational, cherry picking things you like from previous canon, and you're bringing it into this. Yeah, canon. there so. obviously is. Mm. I think yeah. it's hard because they obviously made that decision to wipe out everything except for the bits that they decided they the want films, to bring yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. But they I, wanted I, control of a lot of that stuff. I think yeah. a lot of that stuff with the extended universe was getting a little bit out of hand and there was many, many storylines going off into yeah. all sorts of directions mm. and they wanted to go, right, we get that, thank you very much, but we want to focus on this. And as the owners of this property, it's kind of their right yeah. to, to basically say this is actually what we we want to hold true. Mm. And I understand for, from your perspective, like you know, stealing ideas from these people who created them in the it's, past, it's not, it's maybe not, not crediting them in the right way. I think it's deserve. more than not. The not crediting. I think it's, it's, I understand what you mean there. It is a bit of a slap in the face to these people who spent the time, had the creativity, come up with these ideas, and then mm. for her to say they don't even exist. And, and now, in the in the case of say Timothy Zahn, who who did a, a lot of the old school groundwork for the previous stuff, mm. Disney now hired him to write the Thrawn books for Disney, and uh, he, yeah. I believe he's working with Thrawn and uh, Rebels and stuff like that. And to be him now, essentially going cool. We the, there's no such thing as an 800 page book or comics for you know for us to draw source material on. Timothy Zorn's probably sitting there going, oh, I, I would assume that anyone who'd worked hard on the old sort of, you know, Dark Horse canon was sitting there going, cool, well, what about, you know, this stuff you're referencing that I wrote? Like, you, yeah, you're essentially mm. saying we came up with it when you are taking some ideas. And yeah. that's fine. Just say, look, we've got a heap of, you know, previous content that, uh, you know, our, yeah. our previous owners had. And there are some great ideas that, you know, we would like to sort of incorporate. Incorporate, and yeah. continue, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Jesus, buzzing! That was an aggressive vibration. <laughs> I have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's a there's a lot to to learn from how they're communicating this out. They mm-hmm. had a really big 
they've had a period of time where they they blew away all the extended universe. They brought in that story team that was going to keep the core of the story all together. Yeah, um, and then they blew that out last year as well. And it's just been essentially Kathleen Kennedy and basically the directors, whoever's coming on board, who are um, like keeping the, that the the new stuff alive. They're trying to create new things. Yeah, and yeah, yes. Yes, they absolutely are stealing old ideas, but I think they're trying to keep the core of the story to be something new and different from what it has been previously. Yeah, I think yeah. she. I think she's very poorly worded what she said. I think so too. I understand. And I. Th- I think I understand what she was trying to say, and she's specifically talking about the new trilogy. And once they wiped all of those things that happened, mm. they had to create it from scratch. So there isn't anything for that new story, but there yeah, are yeah. elements that they're borrowing. I and, think she's very poorly worded. And she was talking as well, not so much like with reference to Rise of Skywalker, but also for movies past that as well. Yeah. So what's the future plan? And we had obviously the guys from, um, from yeah, Game of Thrones who yeah. came on board and then got fucked off. There's a lot of changing and things going around. There's now all this stuff with... Um, Ryan Johnson. Uh, yep, we're talking about Ryan Johnson. We're talking... We'll talk a little bit about stuff um, on my episode today about The Mandalorian yeah. with the future of some of those guys involved. Um, mm. I think there's some really interesting talent there. So there is stuff that will be happening that will be referencing old material, but I think they just want to create something new and get away from that, that yeah. old legacy Skywalker stuff if they can. Well, mm. I think um, just with, with The Mandalorian in general at the moment coming out, there's been more speculation about whether... Kathleen Kennedy will actually have her contract renewed or not? Well, she's renewed currently up until 2022, I believe. Okay. So they renewed it at the end of last year for another three years. Well, so because they're obviously bringing on, as we've heard, Feige yep. involved in some stuff. And yep. as some of the rumours going around at the moment say, is that they believe that John Favreau and the uh, the per- who's the other guy? You know his name? Taika Waititi. Not Taika Waititi. No. no, no, no. The other person who's involved with the Mandalorian and Rebels. And oh, uh, Dave Filoni. Yeah, Dave Filoni. There Sounds is like speculation going that those two will be more heavily involved in the well, actual overarching. Yeah, and I, I think that's. Thing. I think that you're right, and they brought in people like Kevin Feige to do what he's done for Marvel to Star Wars. So yeah. Marvel planned out, uh, you know, yeah. lengthy stuff like we're going to do 30 movies and it's going to build up to this big story. They, they want that for Star Wars, yeah. that's, yeah. and that's why he's involved in it, so that the, he can give them the structure and the the essence to do that, rather than like Kathleen Kennedy's been doing, making these films in isolation. Yeah. It's like, oh, what do we do in the last one? Okay, we've got to build on that. So it's they've taken a more DC approach to, to filmmaking rather than that Marvel yeah. long-term picture, mm. and I think that's where they're going to move to, and which Dave, will be exciting. Dave Filoni yeah. is, is, is essentially Disney's version, if you will, of... Of at least when it comes to the world and the law and everything to do with Star Wars of George Lucas, because Dave Filoni started working on Clone Wars when Fox still owned Star Wars, and when Disney bought it and they kept going with with the Clone Wars, they kept Dave on, and Dave knows fuckloads. Like Dave learned everything he knew from George in regards to you know the Force, and there's that whole rant you can see with Freddie Prince Jr. just mm. ripping people in. T- ripping a new one going this is why the films are set up like this like george is fucking smart and when you realize it it's it, it's outstanding yeah so yeah give that uh, video a watch it's a fucking good video yeah it's it's very interesting but yes that, that article i thought too was very interesting um yeah you like you said tom sparked a lot of debate in our group i think it's yeah it's a very interesting future for star wars and i think everything everyone's really excited now at the moment like with with everything that's going on 
well, there's yeah. potential for things wins, to go well. So, yeah. I'm just going to say, Star Wars fever for the last... Since that game dropped... Yeah. Fucking the hell. Game like, they, the game and the Mandalorian, two big wins. They yeah. have been really Spoilers. smart. They have been super smart with well, what they have done. Yeah. yeah. Because they have launched that. They have launched Disney+. Plus. They have done this. And they know that the next Star Wars is coming out in a couple of weeks. How, this is going to blow the, the fucking box office out of I the think water. This one is going to be so massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. You still haven't bought tickets. How have you not bought tickets? Twelve oh one, baby. You're not going to get the first day tickets like nah. at this point. First oh, weekend is selling you go, out. If you go by yourself, you probably will. This was the fastest seller. I'm like, pretty sure this was the like, fastest. Don't worry, I'll be one. going by myself. No, but like that's the thing. Like when you when you get single tickets, it's like yeah, this is yeah, the best spot against easy, the wall yeah. or whatever. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you'll be sitting right down in the corner by the exits with line. like binoculars. <laughs> I think it's Luke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Number six. Number six. Judy's no, laptop is about to six, take off. We have a trailer. We have Duty's. Yep. Yeah. Hey, no, oh, right. oh, we're good. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, that's pretty loud. That's Everybody, okay. fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> we're about to land. Uh, all right, we have for number six. We have the reports have come in for the expense that was behind the Sonic redesign. Oh, oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Five million dollars. Bullshit. Bullshit? You reckon more? Absolute bullshit. Five million dollars. I kind of like. Said. I liked your theory that the original trailer was sort of fake. That the that the original like all oh, my conspiracies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me get my hat. Your conspiracy theory that the the trailer was the original initial trailer was fake to to build. Disappointment and then hype when the new one comes out. And, and, and I had so. no desire to see it from the original trailer, but when they yeah. fixed it, I now want to see it. Okay, so the original movie cost them ninety million dollars to make, mm-hmm. and now they're saying it's going to cost them five million more dollars to make this n- bullshit. Apparently. Absolute bullshit. Well, I actually reckon I they're paying the, Jim Carrey. The amount of cost in terms of filming, they don't have to refilm anything, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that kinda, yeah, that does kind of make sense. They're not for filming anything; they're just recreating a new digital character. They just have one uh, special effects guy sitting there at a computer whipping him for three months. Ada, master. Sounds like an IT department. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see a family again, don't you? What we've done is we've <laughs> saved money and we've You've outsourced. Got to go fast. <laughs> This is Gary. Fuck off, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but I did. I I did notice in that new trailer as well that like Sonic is holding a ring, that like little speed ringy fucking things that he picks up when he Mm. plays the game. But in the original initial trailer, he's not like, and it's the same scene. Yeah. So I I will say, like to the to the point, probably to support it a little bit, there was a deep fake trailer that was out after the original one came out within a week. And that showed look, looked much better, and it looked oh, closer yeah. to what we're seeing now. And that only took him a week to just redo that trailer. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. but th- this was supposed to be out like for Christmas this year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. It's and so now it's been pushed back to what? February next year. So yeah. not far. Yeah. It's been not pushed far. to not compete with Star Wars, which I think is just coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars and Frozen. Yes, it's, it's Frozen a Disney sounds. fucking market. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can understand not wanting to fight that. Mm. Duty Films is a Disney market. Yeah, like they true. own fucking everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and streaming and TV. They can't let them get any bigger. No. Oh, they will. They'll buy no, DC. They, they can't keep getting away with it. Apparently, <laughs> this was this was this two years ago that if Warner Brothers and AT and T didn't merge together because they're now a conjoined company, that uh, Warner Brothers was going to sell DC Comics. Because they were just hemorrhaging money. 
Mm. So Disney would have gone, thank you. Yep. Nah. If the, the US government lets them purchase something like that, there is something yeah. well, that very was, wrong. That was the, um, it was the trial for if AT&T and Warner Brothers merge, which they did, that was going to be the essentially the okay sign for Disney to go, bye, Fox. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good Sonic chat. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Number five, we have our first trailer. We have the Grand Tour presents Semen. <laughs> it's so good. Seaman. I, I swallow well. come. Where's that? Where's the sound bite? I don't have it. I've, ah, just got the, I've got the it. actual ones we use. The official sound. Swallow <laughs> well, come. The officially yeah. licensed shaken not nerd sounds. <laughs> you can buy it now for just. One million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love like the original Top Gear when they changed the host. I stopped watching, but like I, I fucking I think everybody loved did. <laughs> Top Gear. Um, so I, I really want to watch this. I haven't watched any Grand Tour, and I really want to watch them. Grand Tour is essentially just Top Gear, but they can't call all the same uh, segments the same thing, so they slightly rename it all. It's great. It's just a big fuck you to like Top Gear. It's, it's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. Like some of the best specials is like where I think they go across Vietnam, but they're not allowed. They they only have like. 10,000 donks, so they're like, yeah, yeah, we could get a car out. And then they realize that they've only been given enough money for bikes, so they're going around on like little mopeds around <laughs> rainy Vietnam. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah, uh, and that's the show now is they, they're doing all specials, so there's no regular show. That's fine. Uh, they've me. changed the format, so it's only going to be specials. I don't know how many they're doing, but this is the first one, so Sweet. it's pretty exciting. I'd like to see them coming out like every three months or so, like just That'd regular. Be That'd yeah. be fun. It's, it's kind of cool because they've done a couple of boating ones before where they turned cars into boats and then they went across the English Channel and that yeah. was so good. But yeah, this one looks like yeah, like proper boats. They've got to go up the Mekong Delta, I think it is. Yeah, they go from fucking somewhere to somewhere. It's yeah. great. They go in a boat in a place in Vietnam. Mm. Looks good to me. Looks good. Number four. Number four. We have that Noah Hawley is to write and direct the next Star Trek film. Okay. Wait, so it is happening? Yes. Wait, is this like Quentin Tarantino like was going to do a Star Trek film? Or is this like the other Star Trek where it was going to happen and Chris um, Hemsworth was going to come back? Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Okay. Because he was Chris Pine's dad. That's right, he was too. Yeah. Yeah, And then they went, we can't afford it. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, no. So it's there's a- always a lot of like speculation around Star Trek stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. So he's official. He's officially to attach, and it's meant to be released in 2020. Actually, according to this, that seems. I'm guessing it's a Tarantino's soon. one. Yeah. Could be. That'll be. I, I wanted to see Tarantino Star Trek. But yeah, be a lot of foot. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk takes his boots off very slowly. <laughs> Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Noah yeah. Hawley did a lot of work on uh, Fargo. Sh- Fargo, and Fargo and Legion. And, Legion. and yeah. Bones. And Bones, yeah. Mm. I don't think he wrote... Fargo and Legion. I think he wrote on Bones, but he didn't direct on it, whereas he wrote and directed on Legion and... Um, Fargo. Yeah. Fargo. Yeah. I haven't seen Legion. Legion's uh, a mindfuck, so... It's an X-Men yeah, series. I never yeah. saw it. It's it's one of those ones, those shows with unreliable narrators, so uh, you don't actually know what you're watching is the truth. Yeah, I don't uh, like that. It's <laughs> I, I'm, look, I like. It. I think it's a really high concept show, but I don't know with something as structured as Star Trek how that's going to translate. Like his style was quite absurdist. Yeah, and mm. Star Trek has always been very sciencey and very you know, you know, within their own universe, it makes sense. There's yeah. rules that they have to follow. I don't know how that's going to fit. So it'll be. 
very interesting to see how that goes. Do we know anything about like any of their like? Are they bringing back the same cast? We're going to see more Chris Pine. Uh, I'll be honest. That that's the main thing that I've seen. Just just his announcement of it, yep. and that it'll boldly go where no Star Trek has gone before. Oh, they say that for every single one. It's they, like they catch really, they really <laughs> 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 Quick, someone get Gene Roddenberry on the line. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's really all they've said. Um, quickly browsing this to see if there's anything more to it, but no, nothing much yet. Okay. Number four. All right, number four was the one we just talked about. Was it? But I did find something on it. <laughs> Go on. So the original cast is believed to be returned. Okay, that's I good. Love nice. Simon. I Pig really and, like um, the the current cast. Carl yeah. Urban. Yeah, Carl, Carl Urban's Urban amazing. Is, yeah, yeah, he's he's having a season at the moment. Mm. So yeah. Number three. Ah, right rope. Uh, we have the final trailer for The Irishman dropped. Irishman or Irishman? The Irishman. <laughs> Is it? It's, like, it's hyphenated like Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. John Spider-Man. <laughs> and you know what? You read every week. Uh, <laughs> yes, so trailer dropped. Uh, stop touching me. Why is everyone touching me today? Yeah. <laughs> I think Ian's point to this one was that it looks like uh, Goodfellas, an action movie. It, yeah, oh, the yeah. trailer's trying to make it seem like an action movie, but we know because it's Scorsese that it won't be in the slightest. And we also know that it is three hours long. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, Lachlan went. He recorded this episode and then he went to go watch the Irishman. I'm like, well, we'll see you in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you some get- say he's still watching it. Yeah, <laughs> it's been getting fantastic reviews though. From some people. Some people also haven't given it fantastic reviews. I think this is going to be a, a Scorsese film for Scorsese fans. Yeah. So if you don't like his movies or haven't seen them, you might not have the context. I think I've only seen one of his I'm films. I'm okay with it. I love Scorsese films. So I like I, I some of his it. films. Did I don't do... like the ones that are all exactly the same. Did he do Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> no, they're the same, but slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> this time, De Niro's a mobster. He <laughs> <laughs> was always a mobster. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, which one have you seen? Was it is Wolf of Wall Street one of? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's yeah. the only film I think I've seen of it. I love that one. Mon loves the de- the Departed also. Oh, the Departed, Departed's Departed's amazing, Departed's but fantastic. that's like I, I think he had some very good source material. See, I think I like his from. ones that aren't mobster because I loved uh, Shutter Island as well. No, Shutter- oh, he did do Shutter Island. Shutter Island's that's terrible. Good. Hey, that's good. That's real you good. Take that back. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's had so he's, He swings for the fences He goes he big And he always gets A really big budget To play around with um, This one's obviously He's had a lot of stuff With the de-aging And yeah A lot he's of sticky looks bandits. pretty good Yeah I mean huge cast So Yeah It'll be interesting mm. Number two Yeah so Number two For number two We are talking about The Batman again uh, Batman Batman Batman. John Batman. <laughs> John Batman. We have... Why is everyone John something? John Spiderman. John Johnson. <laughs> John Spiderman meet John Batman. <laughs> Jesus. We have an announcement that John Totoro will Totoro? be... Totoro? Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Our na- I want to see a cat bus in the new Batman. <laughs> our neighbour uh, will be the fa- uh, new Falcone. And okay. we also have an additional bit to go with this. So we have a... E. Huh? Apparently you pronounce the e. Is it? Falcone. Falcone. Carmine. We also have a rumour Thurman. Rumour Thurman! That Colin Farrell will be joining as the Penguin. Ooh. For Hark. Yeah, I like that. As the Penguin, though? 
I don't mind that. I, I didn't necessarily mind the um, the sort of how they did the penguin in Gotham that like he sort of had like a, sort of a bit of a long nose and then like he got his knee caved in or something, so he had to walk with a bit of a limp in his leg sideways. So they called him Penguin. I'm like, that's kind of fucking cool. Mm. Um, I don't mind that that casting. I, I don't know whether they'll they'll sort of make him look shorter and a bit stockier or anything like that, or whether they'll just do the. I think the Arkham games had the really cool like permanent monocle that the Joker smashed a, like a beer bottle or a vodka bottle or something and smashed the end of it into his eye. So he has a permanent monocle and you can actually see like the, the bottom of the, the glass mm. with all the engraving and stuff on it. I can't like that. It's pretty cool. I think that's a cool little idea. Can I just say that this this movie, this is one movie we're talking about. We've yeah, had this news. Three, aren't we? Well, I'm just saying this is one big movie that like to start oh, yeah, with yeah. That, yeah. We're, that we're going with. And we have got already, so we've got the Batman, we've got um, we've got Commissioner Gordon, we've got Alfred, obviously, you have to have all those. We've got Catwoman, we've mm-hmm. got the Penguin, we've got the Riddler, and now we've got Carmine Falcone. So we've got yeah. four big, and big personalities in this film. And ru- one rumours of more. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah, if, if they anna- start announcing more people coming through, that's... I don't know what they're going to make this film. Unless I reckon they're doing Escape from Arkham. They're going to have them in. He's going to be yeah. in Arkham Asylum. Uh, you could be right. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that, that's what the rumour was, that the standalone um, Ben Affleck Batman was going to be. And I okay. reckon they've just followed through with that. And, and Falcone won't be a... He'll be a two-minute thing. Like, Falcone's not big. I'm, I'm, I'm sure yeah. it is. But, like, either they're, they're in there for not enough or too much. Like they're, And they've, they've got this huge cast, like almost a Suicide Squad versus Batman kind of thing. It's yeah. like... It's, it's huge. I, I, it'll be very interesting to see what they're going to do with it. It's a definitely a juggling act that I'm very concerned yeah. about. Well, there's also, as, as Ian said, uh, what, what's his name? No Face? All Lies? No. Repeating Man is going to be, uh, <laughs> is gonna be uh, Matthew McConaughey. But, and and you think about that, like all of those characters, they're, they're not bit part actors. These are all proper, full-blown yeah, actors that actors. can hold the screen on their own. So I do wonder if it's a kind of a test to see... Which ones work well so they can have their own. But whether they can do one of those sort of... Or if it's just a casting call at the end. Hi, my name's the Riddler. I tell riddles. (laughs) Hi, I'm the Joker. Like... It would be pretty funny if, like, the whole time you're waiting for these villains and then just, like, at the end after the credits. (laughs) Also featuring a league of our own. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually even rumours of um, Deathstroke, actually, now that I think about it. I think I read something about that during the week as well. Oh, Jesus. I like Deathstroke. Deathstroke is one of the only sort of... Well, if it's connected into Suicide Squad, it'll be... um... No, they were looking at someone else. Yeah. Oh no! I think that was a post that uh, recast the passport up, saying if who would you recast the Deathstroke without having Joe as the first name? Like, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, can't be Joe Manuel. But um, Deathstroke is one of the only DC villains that can actually go toe to toe with Batman and actually put up some form of challenge because he's he's incredibly smart and he's the anti Batman. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, get excited. Bring it. Hello, I'm foreign correspondent Luke. Mom, I'm reading the news. <laughs> and this week's dishonorable mentions. In movie news, the latest Charlie's Angels reboot has flopped, making only $8.6 million as opening weekend from a $40 million budget. Thanks, Tom. In response, the director slash producer slash writer has come out saying she is glad she made the film. However, we now have reports that she has requested to legally change her name to, from, to the courts from Elizabeth Banks to Elizabeth Banks won't lend to me anymore, so I'll have to make another Pitch Perfect film. 
Elizabeth Banks has also come out blaming the failed flick on the fact that men don't want to see a female-led action film. In response, Sigourney Weaver from Aliens, Linda Hamilton from Terminator, Charlie Theron from multiple action films, Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman, Alicia Vikander from Tomb Raider, Angelina Jolie from multiple action films, Uma Thurman from Kill Bill, Sarah Michelle Gellar from Buffy, Jennifer Lawrence from The Hunger Games, Cersei Ronan from Hannah, Michelle Yeoh from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Mila Jokovic from multiple action films, Felicity Jones from Rogue One, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix, Kate Beckinsale from Underworld, Michelle Rodriguez from multiple action films, Halle Berry from multiple action films, Hilary Swank from Million Dollar Baby, the cast of every other Charlie's Angels movie and TV series, and Ben Affleck have all respectfully disagreed. <laughs> Ooh, catch my breath on that well one. Well done. Bravo. I want Bowfight Buffy as well. <laughs> To video game news, this week everyone's talking about the teaser for the new VR Valve game, a almost sequel to Half-Life 2. With the announcement, nerds everywhere simultaneously made a deep sexual moan, followed by an almost immediate groan of disappointment upon realising it isn't Half-Life 3. <laughs> a familiar sound to them, I'm sure. <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> Valve has said in a statement that they're excited to go back to the world of Half-Life and to show people more of what's to come. They went on to say that they are anticipating a high demand for the new game, particularly from both the people that still play VR. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! (laughs) To TV news. Australia is abuzz with the release of Disney Plus and The Mandalorian this week, and now people are already calling for the show for awards. Most notably, critics believe the show could take out the cutest baby in TV award for its depiction of insert spoiler here. (laughs) Previous winners of the award have been the Olsen twins, the kid from Friends That Went On All Weird, and Kim Kardashian after she lost her earring. (laughs) And finally, to world news. Bill Gates has surpassed Jeff Bezos as the richest man on earth once again. (laughs) Gates now has a net worth of $110 billion, a number so large it is impossible to say without putting a backwards pinky to the corner of your mouth. (laughs) To put that amount of money into perspective, Bill Gates is worth nearly 40 Oprah Winfrey's over 7 Gina Reinhardt's, Ah. or for us common folk, that's 6 smashed avos on toast. (laughs) (laughs) I've been whatever I said my name was again. Luke, mum, I'm reading the news. Bravo, I I love those. Fantastic. Number one. All right, number one. We did hear it in the news just then. So after 12 long years, we're finally going to get a new Half-Life game. Woo! And it's exclusive to VR. (laughs) Yeah. Like, seriously. (laughs) Who the fuck has VR? Like, I, when this came out, so many nerds were so fucking excited for it. They're like, yes, it's coming. And then they went, oh, shit, I'm going to have to spend $3,000 upgrading my gear so that I can actually play fucking VR. Yeah. I'm going to say, at least it wasn't a card game. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Half-Life, the card game. Half-Life on mobile. You can't summon a crab. You have to fucking... But if we've, I have if my we've anti-gravity learned... gun in defense mode. If we've learned... Damn you, Kaiba! <laughs> if we've learned anything from Blizzard, all that people need to do is just blow up about this and say it's ridiculous that it's not number uh, three, yeah. and then next year they'll announce number three. Don't you guys have VR? <laughs> 
That's what it is. That's exactly same thing again. Oh, man, like seriously, I I understand bringing out a new game, bring out a you know Half Life two point five or another one of those or two point seven five. It's making me mad. VR's like that's a slap in the face to everybody who doesn't. It's like you have to have a PC, yeah. you have to have an expensive rig. They are at least a thousand dollars to buy a, like a VR headset that's going to run this thing. Yeah. It's a lot of money with the, you know, on top of the two and a half to three thousand dollar PC that you're going to buy. You know what makes me madder? It what? actually looks kind of fun. It does. <laughs> it looks Mag- like a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, I forget the name of the comedian, the New Zealand. Reese Darby. Oh, yeah, yes, I thought Reece that was Reese Darby. Yeah, yeah. Reece Darby. Welcome who's to Jumanji. <laughs> I love that. It's not loaded. <laughs> Bang! It's not loaded now. <laughs> It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, if, he, if he continues that on throughout the game, that'd be a fantastic game. It's I will basically say, like Portal, right? Yeah. Like it's very it, dry humor to it. I find mm. with VR that, as we all know in this room when we play VR, one person's playing VR, the other three are trying to fuck with them while they're playing VR. <laughs> yeah, it's not a safe also, place. Yes. No. <laughs> Especially if you're like in a home alone and like... And your friends just know how to get into your house yeah. while you're playing. It's really yeah. creepy because when you put the headphones on, when I'm saying yours, Fuzzy, and there's mm. no one else there, just me, and I can't see or hear anything around me except this video game. <laughs> I wish I had a key to your house. I just would have put a dildo <laughs> right on the couch. <laughs> I don't feel safe. <laughs> no, but you are completely immersed in those you situations are, yeah. when you have the like, headphones in there. You just don't know what's going on around you. So, yes. Someone's going to get robbed one day. <laughs> <laughs> He's rubbed while playing VR. Yeah, takes his VR off and just goes, where's all my staff gone? <laughs> only, the only thing that's there is the TV and the... Yes, <laughs> no, the TV's gone. The yeah, VR is has <laughs> been unplugged from the TV. Uh, I, it's, such a, like, it's such a slap to, to everyone who wanted Half-Life 3, though. Like, Just give us the game that everybody has been crying out for. I don't think there's a more anticipated game on the universe. I don't understand why they haven't. No. Like, I, I suspect that they probably have one in the pipeline. Yeah. And then this is... Oh, like, it's a feeler to see if the audience is still there. They know the audience. They know the audience is, is still there, but... They know. call out for it every the single The problem is, year. like, I think that if they are testing, they're probably testing to see if the loudness of people still equates to people buying the game. Because the big diehard fans of Half-Life might not be that many anymore, but they're loud as fuck. So I guess you're trying to see if they're actually still going to spend money. It was, yeah, I, I can. It's a long that. time yeah. ago. I didn't even play Half Life Two. Half Life Two was 2004. Yeah. So that's that's I been a long time. I was busy playing. Um, 2004. Wow. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of those, oh, the, the original two games were amazing. Mech, Mech Warrior with your joystick. Yeah, Mech Warrior with my joystick. Age he really liked robots. Yeah, robots. Um, you loved that you could sort of pivot the upper body. Yeah, on. Quake Four. I was playing Quake Four. Fuck. Ugh. Quake What's wrong with Quake 4? Yeah. Wow. Unreal Tournament? <laughs> Unreal Tournament was good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Meh. I was busy playing Half-Life 2. <laughs> oh, clear. Yeah, I never played it either. It's a boomer thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, that was the news. The do news. It, do the catchphrase. Say the catchphrase. It, whatever it was a catchphrase. <laughs> news complete. Yay! Hey. You said it. You said the thing. <laughs> But guess what, guys? I'm reading Ollie's ad read, and I'm going to try to do it as much gusto and without any word miss-ups as I can. Miss-ups? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> do it! Comics! You want to make them? Whether it's the comics <laughs> or them sweet, sweet collectibles, Incognito's got you covered. With their exemplary customer service and friendly AF dog, you won't want to leave. <laughs> 
Did I just blur the words together? I can't stop them up. I would like to point out You're he is like not this? drunk. <laughs> Apparently so. Fucking dog. Ever wonder what a Cobalt Library looks like? Well, come on by and you can find out. What the heck is a Black Adam? Or what does it have to do with The Rock? Darbidazi, you've got you, Kevin. <laughs> The new shop located at 32B Bignor Road, Marabit. That's 32B Bignor Road, Marabit. No longer smells like fresh paint, and I am sad. <laughs> the easy-to-use website can be a one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you can't find what you're looking for, they'll help you however they can. To look no further at Incognito Comics, find them online at www.incognitocomics.com.au or search Incognito Comics on all your social media platforms. Thank you, David Ezra, for being long-time sponsors and friends of the show. I can't hear you. <laughs> What? <laughs> had some uh, impressive neck veins going during that, I'll say. Did I? Gush. Like girth. Girthy neck. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yesterday was local comic book shop day as well, which was pretty cool. Um, so they go online, I believe, as of Monday. Ooh. Some limited books. So you're saying there's some here still? There are some left over. Oh. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. I think in this week's episode as well of uh, Some Like It Slabbed, I will be guesting on it as well. So if you want to hear me talk about, I th- believe, Mr. Freeze and Spider-Man 2099, there you go. There we go. Some mm. Like It Slabbed. I can't hear the name of Oz Podcast without singing that fucking song. What song? What song? Some Like It Hot. All right. But Some Like It Slabbed. From Weekend at Birdies. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh. I've heard that's a good film. It's some a great like film. Some Like It Slabbed. Right. Fuzzy, what are we talking about this week? This week we're going to be talking about a show that's out for a couple of weeks now. It's The Mandalorian. For us a week. (laughs) Episode one, two, and three. Yeah, that's right. Mm. First three episodes of The Mandalorian because they're out now and we've all seen them and they're finally in Australia and it's exciting. Yes, yes. Disney Plus just dropped in Australia. Fuzzy, give us a spoiler-free synopsis of The Mandalorian. Um, it's like the most amazing, like Clint Eastwood cowboy movie that you've ever seen. Um, except it's set in space with a bounty hunter called the Mandalorian. Mm. Doesn't actually have a name at this stage, does no, it? No, it's just the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's or Mando. Mando, which I'm really annoyed about. It's Manda, not Mando. Anyway, let's let's we move say, on from that. We say lots of things with O at the end of it, though. Yeah, he's not Australian, though. Yeah. We don't know that. <laughs> could Mandalorian could be Australian. How are you doing, Mando? Hey, <laughs> <I'm> Mando. Mando. <laughs> oh, we get Ma- Mando and Mendo. Yeah. We do, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we've got a, a bounty hunter who collects bounties in space. Uh, he's sent on a bounty mission to um, retrieve a specific... Package person um, and come back, and it's all secretive. Get the package. Mm. Mm. And it's off the books. There's no, what do they call those things that they use? There's no a puck. Puck, that's it. Thank yep. you. I thought that was sick. I thought the idea of pucks was really cool. Yeah. 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 There we go. Tracking mm. pucks, which uh, talk about bounties and stuff. That's not a tracking puck. Is oh, it's a, no, there's a tracking fob, and then yeah. there's pucks with the bounties. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. But yes, it's uh, it's exciting. It's in a big expansion of the uh, Star Wars universe. Um, and yes, hilarity ensues. Mm, mm. Hilarity sometimes. <laughs> Not really. Sub- I, I laughed out loud in those first two episodes. There was a couple of times where I was like absolutely cackling myself. It's great. Yeah. Mm, okay. Didn't enjoy it? I didn't say that. Oh. oh, yeah. Are we spoiler free and then spoilers later? Yeah, I think spoiler free, then spoilers later. Um, of course, yes, it's just dropped in Australia and we've gotten. 
as of this episode airing now, the first three episodes are now available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. First episode essentially sets off everything, who the character is. Uh, it gives us a bit of an overlook and, and the, sort of the equipment he's got on his ship, which is pretty fucking rad. Mm-hmm. He's got his own portable mm-hmm. fucking carbonite chamber on his ship. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it fucking weigh a ton. But <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as like he's got one of those... John Wick-esque sort of lockers full of weapons like the fake wall that you open up that's full of guns and there's some like recognisable blasters in there for hardcore Star Wars fans mm-hmm. me, as, me as a hardcore Star Wars fan like seeing like shootouts and stuff like that I'm recognising all the weapons they're using I'm like oh yeah <laughs> fuck um, <laughs> oh good lord <laughs> um, ow <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, but um, he's also like the Mandalorian's got is he's got Boba Fett's like original designed blaster as well, which is a disintegrating rifle and a shocker. No disintegration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Points yep. finger angrily. <laughs> <laughs> we can now see why Vader said no disintegrations because yeah. no people get disintegrated. Yeah, <laughs> they just like he's got this rifle where it's got like a fucking prong yeah, zapper like fork, fork at the end, yeah. but yeah. like it literally disintegrates people. They just Pop. It looks like, like a tuning fork, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they literally pop into a shower yeah. of sparks and they're gone. It's, so, there's one scene where he like shoots up a bunch of Jawas and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> they're running off with bits of his ship and they just explode. It's also the first gun that we uh, see in Star Wars that actually has uh, sort of loadable ammo. Cartridges. Cartridge yeah. ammo, yeah. yeah. Where The only other gun that had that was um, Director Krennic's pistol in Rogue One. Mm. Mm. You do see a lot of ammo belts in Star Wars films, but not and a lot of ammo. reloading of yeah. ammo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. But yeah, like, w- there's so much cool stuff in this, um, like a lot of history of like Mandalorian uh, culture. Which is really awesome. Like we've seen a lot of that in um, like the Clone Wars series. Yeah, there was a bunch of like side stuff. Siege on of that. Mandalore. Yeah, huge storyline in that, um, and with all the Death Watch stuff with Darth Maul and all the rest of it, lots of fun. But we're seeing a lot more very specific Mandalorian culture in this. As I think that's really cool. Nice sort of deep dive into something that we we kind of know a little bit about. Little, very little. Depends about, how yeah. much. Into the Star Wars universe you are as well as yeah. a viewer. If you've only seen the movies, films, yeah. you know fucking nothing. Yeah, Absolutely, you know nothing right? And this, I think, for me at least, this was what I always wanted to see Boba Fett doing. Being badass? Being a fucking badass. And they they absolutely nail it with this, I think. Mm. At least from a like a character perspective, like Pedro Pascal is just cool. He's a bit Judge Dreddy as well, never takes his helmet off. And they, they mention it in the show, it's like, has anyone, has anyone ever seen your face? No. Well, that's that's a like a cultural thing with that whole thing. You're supposed to leave your helmet on. How do they it. eat and drink? How do they sleep? Like a like a F1 driver, there's a little tube into their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> His they- hair would be disgusting. Oh, uh, my sure main question around that though is how do they? What happens when they sneeze? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, if it's anything like Republic Commando, there's just a little visory skin that goes. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> Visor on the inside and the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Johnson. But yeah, he'd have a huge beard. Oh, yeah. What if the helmet shaves him? <laughs> it, it is space. <laughs> it's a space helmet. Space technology. Yeah, it's going to be sweaty. On, it's going to be nasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd have like bloody mold and everything under there. Surely they're allowed to take it off to like have a shower or and something. And clean it and stuff like that. I would assume so. They take their armor off when they're in the, um, when they're in like a, they're like secure location, like because he takes it off and repairs it and fixes it and stuff like that. So I assume he could. Pop yeah, it, true, because yeah. he'd have to take it off to put new stuff on. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. 
So yeah, maybe it's fine if you're around other Mandalorians. Yeah. Well, maybe you're allowed to take the other parts of your armor, uh, armor off, but not your not helmet. The helmet. Yeah. Hmm. First episode though, it was pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Set a really good tone. There was a lot of humor in there. Um, we had uh, IG Eleven in this one. IG. Yeah, it was Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, Taika Waititi as well. Yeah. Like as, as we're watching. I'm it. just looking forward to like how much he does later on in the series. What's well, a droid? Droids are plentiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot, lot of lot of humor with those characters as well. He brings a bit of that like sort of deadpan humor to it. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting like I was uh, as IG appears, and I'm like, yeah, I know that's Taika Waititi. I was, I'm like, oh, I don't know if like this character's going to work with a sort of a Korg sort of voice, and it's just like a flat monotone, like a like a droid from the, the prequel series, like that yeah. flat, and it sort of worked. Um, He's not yeah. as. I do um, like the self destruct sequence. Yeah, yeah. self destruct. No. <laughs> He's not as um, like kitschy, humorous as no, uh, as yeah. Korg. So yeah, not in your face. Yeah, and you don't really want that for a droid. Mm. Mm. Um, the feel to this though is a very much like Star Wars meets Marvel universe style of humor. Though, there's yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot of like rib tickling moments in the middle of like something quite serious. So they try and bring a bit of levity to it, mm. which they've been doing with the uh, films at the moment, anyway. Mm. So yeah. I would say seven and eight both have those sort of. Vibes to them, yeah. So. Which I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind that that feel to this. Like it's mm. it's been a something that's worked for for a long period of time with Marvel. Yeah, bring it to Star Wars. Mm. Go for it. Ian, no, uh, uh, yeah. Tom, sorry, no, Ian, Tom, no, Tom, Tom. Okay, Tom. Tom. fuck in. <laughs> oh no, no. I, 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 was, I was just going to say from from that regard, they still have the funny moments, but also this show is significantly darker than anything I think we've seen in yeah. Star Wars before. Mm. And it's, seeing Jawas explode, it's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot, like, you see it in the, the main movies, there's a lot of, you know, people get shot, but they kind of just like, fall over. This Ow. is this is brutal. There's a couple of big fight scenes where you see, you know, stuff going on. He's got his vibroblade coming out. Yeah, I did notice that. I'm like, is that a vibroblade? I'm like, it's got to be. It's a vibroblade. It yeah. sure is, yeah. Um, For those who, you know, I mean, we all know what they vibro, are. Vibro, <laughs> vibro blade. Somebody might not know. Could yeah. you explain Vi- it? Vibro blade is a particular type of metal that uh, that's why it looks like it's constantly moving, like it's vibrating, uh, and it can deflect Did a it? lightsaber. Mm. So if a lightsaber goes up against it, it'll stop it. Pretty cool. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's a, he's got a little boot knife. That's yeah, it's pretty cool. So when you like, he pulls it out a kit in a couple of episodes, and you can see it's just like it's constantly moving, like it's vibrating. Yeah. So is that originally from Knights of the Old Republic? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But yes, some cool stuff in there. Yeah. Very cool stuff. But yeah, you're right, Tom. Like, really, like, there's a lot more adult material in this one. Um, yeah, and we talked about the disintegrations. It's a bit like there's some jokey stuff around it, but really, he's turning the people. Well, he's disintegrating them, turning them to yeah. ash. So that's like it's pretty full on. We haven't seen a lot of that stuff in some of these films. So no, mm. but I think it's a, it's a good uh, kind of line to draw because it's still not gruesome and adult content, so it can still get an M rating, but it's, still it's makes PG. it feel. Oh, is it PG? Yeah, when you go into Disney Plus and, and go into the details, uh, it says PG. No, it was. Okay. I noticed this I actually. After episode two, it said PG. After episode three, it said M. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> so I'm wondering whether the, the uh, maybe episode each episode. Per episode. Yeah. Okay, e- episode three was pretty full on. There was a lot of uh, fighting in that one. So. I would suspect that it was the fire. That put it up to M. <laughs> Which was the best part. <laughs> I, I think one of my favourite things about the series is a, a something I've kind of got a love-hate relationship with, which is odd, but is actually the music. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm very keen to hear from you guys about the music. Yeah, it's very different to pretty much anything we've ever got from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It sounds different, like it's a little bit. It's super westerny. It's very western. It's yeah. You think that old school spaghetti western kind of movie? That's exactly what that sound of Star Wars esque instruments. Yeah. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it's jarring. I think the I fucking love it. I think <laughs> I love like the tune and like the theme and everything, but sometimes they're using it in the wrong spots, and they don't have like a more mild version, hmm. and it's very yeah, jarring. Okay. Yeah. I think they need to have. Another version that's a bit more mild and blends in. That can be used as like ambiance. Yeah, that's music. not yeah. just sure. so jarring. Yep. Like there, there's a lot of montages, particularly in the first two episodes mm. of this, and you're getting this huge Western music, and sometimes it's like, um, yeah, you can use it sometimes, but like, you, need, you need something else try, to fill it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Try and not overuse it because this is a series, and I'm going to get the fuck over this quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that you're like with the the episode lengths that will probably discuss it. Well, they they kind of they want to be playing it regularly during the, those episodes. And so only 30, 35 minutes long each episode. Yeah. So they kind of, you, you get hit by it quite frequently. Mm. It's there at one point during the, you know, it's played during the middle of the episode and then also at the end. So it's like, you kind of, yeah, yeah. you get it twice per episode, but in the 35 minute runtime, that's, that seems quite condensed. Yeah. Mm. It's a pretty cool theme, I must admit. I mm. think it definitely helps to make it feel different to the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yep. And makes it, like you said, feel like very Western. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to Tom's brother Matt to tease com Matt um, <laughs> <laughs> on his podcast, which will be coming out this week. Ooh, spoilers! Uh, um, and he's not a fan of the soundtrack. Okay, all right. Well, duty like resident Star Wars experty nerd. Yes. Um, can you please give us your take on the the music? Um, I, I it's it's completely different. Like I, I own fucking every soundtrack on vinyl and stuff like that. So yeah, he's got the theme tune tattooed around his asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um, just put a record on. He <laughs> put a needle on his asshole. And <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. Um, <laughs> but I actually I, I kind of like it because it's it's not necessarily something that. I was expecting as soon as it started off. I'm like, this is like it doesn't sound like Star Wars. It doesn't sound like no. some you know great opera yeah. thing or some sort of like you know the arrival of Boba Fett from Episode Five or anything like that. And like it's it's completely different. I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will agree that it needs some form of ambiance sort of themes yeah. that we do mm-hmm. get within the films. Um, and rather than just sort of the the main theme, it's sort of like having the Imperial March play every time you see Vader. I'm like, no, you have it in the in sort of the big grand big scale moments. of the Empire, not yeah. every time Vader's on the screen. So it expand out from that original theme, which is what they do a lot in Star Wars. They take one theme and they just yeah. repeat it in different ways. Yeah, and that becomes a, a great way of keeping the same idea. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. same feel. So yeah. yeah, maybe doing something different. I I agree. I think that would definitely yeah, yeah. give a bit more variety, especially in those yeah. short run times. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm really enjoying the show. I'm really fucking liking it. You're not missing John Williams? No, I, I think I think with with John Williams, outstanding. But I, I like the idea of having, say, John Williams for the the, the sort of the, the Skywalker stuff, mm. and then having other composers for other things like Michael Giacchino's score on, on Rogue One is fucking. I actually insane. got a bit more of a Rogue One-y feel to this show than I do like the movie. Other yeah, movies. because I, it has nothing to do so with too. lightsabers. Yeah. Like yeah. it's no Jedi. Especially watching Rogue One the other day, it's very 
it feels very feels similar, similar to Rogue One. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm incredibly okay with it yeah. mm. because after watching after rewatching Rogue One, I can confidently say that I think Rogue One is probably the best of the newer Star Wars films. Mm. I reckon. Oh, hundred percent. And a direction that if they're going like this with the TV series, it's a very good direction. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're making like you know they they've always had Star Wars films in, in that sort of a family kind of movie environment, and these are offshoots of that. And they're going well, we can actually be a bit more adult because a lot of the audience that we have grew up with Star Wars is actually a lot older. So we need yeah. to make that content for them as well. And as it's the what kids people stuff. want, yeah, because you, you saw it, you saw it with the Rogue One, the scene with Vader mm. is that, and I don't, I, I think I was I was discussing this with uh, one of my mates the other day, and I'm like. As a kid, that's what Star Wars was to you. That's what you envisioned Vader was, although you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Although you yeah. didn't see it, that, that's yeah. what he was in your head. Yeah. And they put that on the screen. So if they find a w- uh, if they could find a way to continue to do that, they're essentially putting what your kid's imagination was going wild and putting it back on the screen now. Mm. And I think that will work very well for them, and I think has with this show because mm. I feel like that's, that's yeah. what, this is what I envisioned someone like Boba Fett would be doing. Yeah, yeah. he's a badass standing around doing fuck all in those movies, yeah. and you still thought he was fucking cool. Yeah, mm. like, for no, there was literally no reason why he should have been cool other than he had lots of weapons and a jetpack and all the rest of it. Yeah. You're like, this guy got to do something awesome, <laughs> then he fucking falls into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see what this guy... Uh. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> Boba Fett, where? <laughs> I got nudged. <laughs> Just push him slightly. <laughs> it's my one weakness, being slightly pushed. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, we did get... Uh, we got three episodes. Um, I will say, it's, it's not necessarily a spoiler, but there's a shot in the second uh, episode mm. where, because the, the Mandalorian's helmet's chrome, he's sort of looking around, he can tell someone's in the area, and there's one shot where you can see sort of like people jumping across a chasm, and you can see the reflection in his yeah. helmet as it happens. Oh, some of the, the cinematography in this is fucking great. Yeah. Some of it is, yeah. yeah. And I think the, the, <laughs> the director for episode three is... Uh, Shit. She is doing Obi-Wan. <laughs> Wow! Oh, is she? Well, I'm yeah. not looking forward to it then. Really? Because I really liked the directing for episode one and two, and then Epis- episode three, I was like, "This feels wrong." Episode one director really is Dave done. Filoni, which is his first actual live directing because yeah. he does Clone Wars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. Fun fact. And also, on the, on the reflection of the uh, helmet, I also really dig this helmet. I really like his it's helmet. It's cool with that little cool braided helmet. bit at the back, and yeah, it's got like a little teeth point at the bottom rather than having a flat bottom as well. Mm. Mohawk. And we are we are seeing a lot of like um, we do see a lot of the different Mandalorian armors in this in this show. Yeah, and they they all look very unique and different, and it's I think that's really cool. Like you're getting to see that expansion. It's not just that traditional Boba Fett look. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, seeing you know like uh, the equivalent of a heavy and a blacksmith and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the armor. Oh, we can talk about the armor. Saving your spoilers. Yeah, going into cons. Let's go into cons, yes. Ian, <laughs> Ian's been Ian, waiting for this. Ian, go on. Lead no, the way. No, 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 no lead wait, the way. Come on. Go You've got to have some negatives. I here. lead the show. Go. I have no cons. <laughs> you have no cons. I have, no I, have cons. I have one con, and that is I don't necessarily like, at the start of every episode, how it says Star Wars and has like the lights going over like the characters. metallic helmets and stuff. I don't like that. That's that's the new intro, though. That's not specifically yeah, about this show. show. That's, that's for all of the new Disney stuff that's come... Uh, the, all the new Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. That's... 
well, that's that's not on the show though, so you can't put. Oh, it there. is on the show. It's, it's not. Just on it's the not the, the show. That, that's yes, the, it is. No, that's the Star it's Wars the thing. That's what they're going to look like. If you got like it now. on DVD, it would start with that exactly the same. Yeah, no, I'm Actually, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shut up. If you, if you did get <laughs> it, it on, is, if you did get it on DVD, show. each episode would start with that. Yeah, but that's going to be for everything now. That's yeah, their new standard, and they're all going to be met. So you I, can't put it as I a negative didn't like this film because it started with the 20th Century Fox logo. Yeah, right. No, but like I didn't like this film because it's got the new Warner Brothers logo. No, but I'm thinking shit. But like when you watch, that's not the show's fault. That's not the show. When you watch, it's part of the show. I know, motherfucker. It's not actually. It's pre-show. It's show. It's not. Did you hit it's play? Not. It's not. Did you hit play? Show. It's not the show. Did it's not part play? of the show. It's okay, so show. when in movies when they change the opening logo to suit the film, yeah. for instance, with a Batman film, sometimes they do the Warner Brothers logo look different and they have bats come out. Yeah. That's not part Is of the show. Is that part of the show because it's got bats and it's a Batman movie and they've changed the original logo to suit the show? No, not right. part of the show. Then you're fucking wrong. You're idiots. <laughs> it's not part <laughs> of the They've show. changed the logo to fit the show. I'm I'm comparing this Star Wars logo because it is owned by the same company. Watching an MCU film and having the MCU thing pop up and all the characters and the epic score and stuff like that, you, you get fucking excited. But when I see this Star Wars thing come up and I'm like, I'm not expecting the big fucking, the text and the music starting up yeah. to watch Mandalorian, but I just think, I'm like, really? I'm like, you could do something else to have a bit of fun rather than just no sound and Star Wars just having lights going across Chrome. I don't like that idea. I, th- I think there needs to be something more creative. I get it. I think it looks dumb, but not part of the show. It is it's it's, the it's show. not, the, it's not on the Mandalorian. The no, that's, the, that's what they're doing for Lucasfilms. Yeah. That's what they're doing for the re- for part the, rest. Of the show. Nope. <laughs> and okay. what other negatives do you have? <laughs> I, for some reason, um, most of my negatives, not for some reason, most of my negatives are with episode three. Okay. Um... But see, I really, I like the show. Don't get me wrong. So, yep. but you know, I have to say negatives because apparently nobody else has any negatives, and the show is perfect, which it's not. I've not a turn yet. <laughs> Good, <laughs> but fuzzy. I'm talking about fuzzy. I'm directly at fuzzy. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> Come yeah, on. episode three. I have a little bit of a problem, and um, a, a lot of it comes from the directing style was different to one and two, which mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of. You can see it immediately in the way that the cockpit shot from the first two episodes to the third episode. The third one, it's like a front-on shot of the cockpit and everything looks really hammy and cheap just because it's shot front-on instead of having any style to it or anything at all. So there's an immediate reaction to, there's the comparison, everything's kind of slightly shitter done. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple of instances like that throughout the show, but I think another problem I had with episode three was that it kind of felt rushed in a way. It introduced the other Mandalorians and a Mandalorian that he doesn't really get along with. And then at the very end of the episode, all of 20 minutes later, he comes to help him and he's like his best friend again. It felt really hammy, jetpacks just coming out of nowhere. Not even spoilers yet. That's not a spoiler. (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is. absolutely. Is. <laughs> All right, fine. Jetpacks is a Mandalorian thing that's been around for ages, including since I'm Boba Fett. I'm not since saying the that there's a problem with jetpacks. I'm just saying it didn't need to happen in episode three. And but it's a thing. Without being it's a known shown thing. first or teased or anything, just to go straight into it with an army of people with jetpacks. I want to comment on that, but later. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like as a, as a comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God, and you can't say that it wasn't corny and shit when. A person on a jetpack flies next to the ship and gives like a basically a thumbs up. Fuck yeah! 
Top that Gun. Was, I didn't necessarily like that, yeah. It was hammy as There's my fuck. first negative that isn't part of the show, Tom. <laughs> yeah. the, the third episode just got a little bit too hammy for me. Okay. I, I did yeah. find the third episode was pretty fucking brutal, though. It had moments that were really brutal. Like, I loved when he rips the eye out of the door. Oh, yeah, the baby... The, yeah. The, the, there's essentially like one of those Jabba the Hutt scanty, what the fuck do you want doorbells. Yeah, but then when he's going through the building, we'll just leave it at that, mm. um, the action there just seemed kind of basic for most of it. He's hiding oh, behind a box. no, get he fucked. He hides behind a box. Get fucked. They can't do everything. No, 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 no. I'm talking here. They I'm can't talking do everything. here. Negatives. It's his negatives. It's I'm, his negatives. I'm allowed to have my negatives. It was very basic. He was hiding behind boxes and doors instead of, you know, coming with something creative and different. That's what he was supposed to do. He's what not doing the fuck anything do? different or interesting. And then it ends with the best bit, which was the, f- you know, fire. We'll get to that. I don't know how to <laughs> say it without saying it, but fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what you, else you expected him to do. Something creative. He was being creative. He was. How sni- he shot a gun and hid behind a box. Yep. That's not creative. What else was he supposed to do? He's cinematic. Grabs on room behind. Shoot him under the helmet. Break he an arm. He did. Did nothing. He, he hid did. behind a box. He shot a guy and then ran off. Oh yeah, and then remember the bit with the cable. We. Cabled the guy in the back and then stabbed him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, one no, moment. No, no, one no. moment. Oh, so he wasn't creative at all. No, I no, think, that was your point. I think, to be honest... <laughs> you just clearly think this p- show is perfect, and it it's is. not perfect. It's hammy. It's supposed to be, though. That's the uh, entire se- thing that they've said right from where it goes. just because you have opinions doesn't mean they're right. You exactly. Know? Mine are. <laughs> <laughs> I think with, uh, with we've been spoiled in, in regards to action scenes with John Wick because everything is so creative as fuck. So yeah. seeing something as basic as hiding behind a box and waiting for them to come by is a bit... Really? Where, like, yeah. John Wick would have, like, fucking thrown something at him so they, like, get reacting, and then he would have done something fucking... John Wick also wasn't carrying something at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and that, that's got to hinder his thing as well. Absolutely it does. But I'm also... Uh, personally, I'm okay with the way that that was done. I, I very much enjoyed that because I feel like it was... Didn't need to be creative because I felt like it was more realistic because it was him hiding in the, behind it a box. be realistic but, and creative. But it... <laughs> But he's in that. Just say, but he's in that scenario. It's not like he's sitting there going, "Okay, how can I creatively kill this guy?" No, I'm not saying that the kills have to be necessarily creative. I'm saying the sequence wasn't that creative. The way it was shot, the way it was done, wasn't that creative. It was literally just him running into a room, running back out of the room because oh god, I saw them hiding behind a box, shooting a gun. Can we uh, so, agree? I'll, I'll be honest. Disagree. I, I, I was pretty much on the edge of my seat for that sequence. I loved it. Shall I'm with you too. I was underwhelmed. Shall we get into spoilers? <laughs> well, I haven't said my negatives oh, yet. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. But whatever. Fuck <laughs> Drop your pants and you might. <laughs> uh, I, I think overall, like I do really enjoy a lot of this, but I will agree with Ian that I think the... Although I liked it the most, episode three, I also had probably the most issues with episode three overall. Okay. And it's probably because they actually expanded it out and there was more people and more things happening. It just would have been nicer to um, spread that out. Yeah, so, so, so they essentially there is a weapon that is brought in in that episode, which is then also... Used. Immediately, immediately used. Immediately used. Yeah. So there's not that tension or that, that thing of drop. It? it doesn't feel like they're... It Laying feels, feels like they're not planning... Yeah. To the same ex- to an extent that I would like them to, which is one of the things that I noticed in this episode. I did think the end of the episode was quite cheesy. Yeah. Um, and then overall, the, those are my main issues with that. Otherwise, I love the action. I was on the edge of my seat. I have been loving that even more so that episode than the first two mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. I know. Get me wrong. I I loved the first two episodes. 
Um, I think the hook that really got me with the first episode was probably the very end of it, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the entire first episode getting me in. Yeah, like, I don't. I think it was very much the end of the episode that had that, that hooked it. That yeah. hooked it. Okay. Um, I think they definitely deliberately planned that. And a hundred percent worked. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the first episode, but I don't feel like I, if, if there wasn't a big thing like that, mm, yeah. it probably would not have had the same hooking just from yeah. him as a yeah. character. Okay, no, no fair. Um, and I think that that's probably the majority of what I've got at the moment or what I can think of off the top of my head. Should we go into spoilers? Because we do also have a, uh, an audio clip from Andy yeah. that he sent through to us. Uh, spoilers. Of course, at the end of the first episode, he finds a baby Yoda. Yes. Which we're it's all, all over the internet now. Yeah, anyway, yeah. We're, we're all agreeing that it is Baby Yoda because we don't know what a <laughs> Baby Yoda is. Disney, yeah, we don't Disney know are referring to it as the child. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's essentially what they're calling it. Because we don't, yeah, we Name don't of episode it. two as well, the child. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, as soon as the, this adorable little fucker appeared on the screen, <laughs> Mon immediately wants to watch more Mandalorian. And then I went, I, the, when the first two episodes came out on Disney+, Plus, she was like, why aren't we watching the third? I'm like, it's a weekly release. And she went, is this fucking 2011? I thought this was 2019. Put it all I'm on sorry. the I thought this was American. Um, but she, she's loving The Mandalorian because she's loving all of the, the Baby Yoda interactions and scenes and the little fuckers getting up to like lift in a oh, giant man. fucking beast off the ground and is trying to eat a metal fucking ball and all that sort of stuff. Eats a frog and burps. A, yeah. that, the, the frog was pretty yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 everything he's doing is amazing. He makes Baby Groot look like a piece of shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's so much cuter. <laughs> so much. It's possibly the most adorable thing you've ever seen. Yep. And yeah. every time he does stuff like yeah, you know, getting out of his little egg, you know, moving around, he's just mm, cute. So does the Mandalorian wipe his bum? <laughs> I assume so. He yeah. can probably wipe it himself. He knows I'd how to lift to shit with that. the force. <laughs> um, oh no, he's dropped a deuce. <laughs> Um, I Thank f- God for this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't filter out the smells. Yeah, it though. doesn't filter. <laughs> Only toxins. I will say, like in the in the first episode where we get uh, the, his sort of his initial payment of the silver bar, and he turns it into a pauldron. Best car steal. Yeah, yeah. And then from that, he essentially gets paid out for for handing in Baby Yoda, and then he immediately regrets that. But he gives himself a whole new outfit. <sighs> I didn't like the outfit. I oh, prefer. What the, are you talking yeah. about? I think I preferred the first. One. I prefer. He looked the, like a fucking badass. They look like Fit. Captain Phasma. Yeah, it looks pretty creepy. I, I I thought he looked pretty cool. However, apparently, it goes very against what has already been put into law as how Mandalorians treat their armor. Mm. And I think it's actually a canon one is that the armor is normally passed down from previous Mandalorians and they're yes. meant to actually keep it on them and like they will kill somebody if they fuck with their armor. But they're also referring to a lot of stuff about the foundlings and foundlings are like not traditionally born Mandalorian. They are adopted into the Mandalorian culture. And we get little oh. so he, we get yeah. teasers of his background as well. They're clearly like... I don't think he's from Mandalore. No, he's not. He's, it looks like it, we're seeing flashbacks when his armor's been created of him as a as a child, and his family obviously gets killed by droids. I believe he's awesome. going to be rescued by Mandalorians and adopted yeah. into that culture. So that when he, when so, he yeah. does makes his armor, they talk about um, like leftover bits going to the foundlings, um, and that's basically they donate 
pieces of yeah. metal so that he they can create their own foundlings. Well, that's, so that's, that's yeah, that, that's where it is. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say on that scene of the them droid, going back, yeah. seeing the super battle droid, it's pretty, it was pretty fucking like, rad, right? Mm, it's awesome. cool having it back. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if because you know clearly it's set within the time of the Clone Wars. Like, I'm what how like how fucking baller would it be that he gets found by Maul and the Black Watch? The Death Watch? Death Watch, yeah. yeah. That would be rad. Because there's a time where Darth Maul essentially runs Mandalore. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. And he's got the Black Black Saber? Dark Saber. Dark Saber, yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's some cool storylines in there. I hope they do cross over with a little bit of that. There's a lot of, like, basically they talk about the purge where, like, basically the Empire just killed all these Mandalorians off because they didn't need bounty hunters anymore. So, yeah, it's it's some pretty cool stuff. Hmm. I love all of the, the scenes with the armorer as well. Like, uh, I've been talking a lot with Bredo, our friend from the US. And I like the Like Things podcast. Yes, that's the one. Uh, we, we also talk a lot of blacksmithing stuff and on occasion. And it's it's a really fun scene and, like, set up and seeing them make the armor and how yeah. the, that process seeing they go through. is sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, the sexual tension between uh, him and the armor. <laughs> you can see it in their eyes. Oh, man, I can't wait till they have, like, a steamy shower scene where they're just, like... With their helmets, the helmets Totally on. naked <laughs> except for helmets. <laughs> just rubbing their helmets up against each other. Is, is the, now, in this... In this <laughs> it's blinded, walking into everything because of all the steam. <laughs> Let's be honest, because, like, Pedro Pascal is a good-looking bloke. He has taken his, his helmet off at some point. Are we agreed that that's going to happen at some stage? Maybe they might treat him like Dredd and they just don't show his face. Right. I don't know. I feel like they may be teasing it for maybe it could happen at some point. Is the, maybe he gets it knocked off I, and then yeah, they kick him out. I reckon take it off. Yeah. yeah, I reckon it's going to be like there's, there's, he's going to form a relationship with someone and she's going to, I need to see your face and that's going to be it. Is there be a, surprised is if the, he gets excommunicated. Oh, it's something. Oh. The Mandalorian excommunicator. <laughs> John Wick did it. <laughs> um, is the Mandalorian logo now essentially the the, the sort of the Bantha skull, yes. if you will? Is that because that was the logo for Bounty Hunter, not Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. Be- I believe that it has been adopted into that. Okay, so, yeah, because yeah. I, I like that as the Bounty Hunter logo, not necessarily the Mandalorian logo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's I don't my know. thoughts. I, I do think this show has now it's put itself in a position where I feel it has a lot of explaining to do. So <laughs> you got, you got some explaining to, to do. do. <laughs> but so essentially, you've taken so they've taken the Mandalorians and they've imbued them with this creed of never take off their helmets and all these things that they talk yeah. through. Now let's go ten years earlier, where I believe Rebels is set about ten years earlier. No, this is set after Episode Six. Rebels is set before episode four. Mm. Yeah. How long does episode four, five, and six go for? What's that time period? Uh, episode f- six compared to episode four is like, I think, five or six years later, something like that. Yeah. So, it's probably about 10 years, 10, 15 years earlier. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Rebels. Um, in that, Sabine is Mandalorian. Yes. yes. Who takes off her helmet all the time. Yeah. Um, but sh- and it's getting hot in here. <laughs> but also, I'm pretty sure they go, from what I was reading uh, yesterday, I haven't seen this bit yet, it seems to be that they actually go to Mandalore in Rebels again, and uh-huh. there are people who do not wear There's a lot of the on-off helmet stuff with uh, with Mandalorians within Rebels and within the Clone Wars as well. So, mm. yeah, there are, like, I think that's the main characters. It's probably because it's the kids' show, they want to you know, show the faces and stuff like that. But they've been very strict on how that is canon. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hear your point with that stuff. It's, Unless yeah. you're not supposed to take their helmets off unless they're on Mandalore. Yeah. Maybe that's a... 
this this yeah. may have been a result of all of that. They've gone back to more fundamentalist beliefs that they shouldn't do all of it. Anyway, it they, could they, be explained later it, on. In, in, in Rebels, they do go into Sabine about her relationship with Mandalore and stuff like that as well. So maybe that comes into it in regards to the helmet mm. sort of story. I don't want to talk about it too much because I know you're not up to it. That's all right. Mm. There's a lot of stuff in there. Mm. Other spoilers? Um... I think Baby Yoda is probably the biggest one, especially because one, yeah. we've, they've talked about how this is potentially going to impact on the film universe as well. Yeah. And, like, I think there's this huge implications for that. Like, you know, the Jedi are all gone, but now we've got this new Yoda in, in the mix. Like, yeah. there's some really interesting implications of that. Maybe there's, like, he's, they're like fucking Highlanders. There's only one Yoda at one time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, could be interesting. Well, I'm just really hoping... But we had Yodel. Yeah. You know. I'm, re- I'm just really <laughs> hoping that it's not Yoda's kid because that's nah. that's not a... That, no. Nah. <laughs> I don't think that. I Jedi, don't think they're going to go down that path. Jedis can't have kids. Yoda would be the strongest, like, enforcer of that rule. Yeah. Like, it would a, be weird. Yeah, he, he lives well, and breathes. There's a lot of theories that he's a clone. Mm. And there's another theory that it could be time travel. Because Rebels introduced time travel. Rebels does introduce time travel. Yeah. Which is why they ran out of ideas. (laughs) We need some space stuff. (laughs) Do time travel. And and there's also a lot of theories at the moment that it could be that his existence is very heavily tied to how Palpatine will be returning in the new film. Interesting, because because the the, uh, the bounty is being collected by um or for the empire or people who used to work for the empire. So they look yeah. like they're still wearing all of the garb and have the you know, stormtroopers. Fuck though, yeah. And we we still yet to see. There's a a, a character who's a moff um in uh, in this show mm. that comes in. Um, basically, um, it's the guy from Breaking Bad who plays Gus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so he's um, yeah he's a moff, which is like a general, I suppose, for the empire. Yep. So he's he's a character in that he's been confirmed, but we haven't seen him yet. So I'm assuming there's a larger imperial play here going on, potentially linking Seems it, like it. Yeah, yeah. linking into some of those other storylines. The empire at this time frame as well. With it's five years after Episode Six. Yep, and one year after the events of the Battle of Endor, the empire surrendered to the Galactic Republic. Yes, so. So the Galactic Republic's in charge. The Empire is essentially done. They conceded, yeah, yeah. So, but there's still these like rumblings. They talk about like Carl Weathers talks about having like you know, little warlords and stuff like that mm. going around. Carl so. Weathers in this is really good as well. I quite like Carl Weathers in this. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Andy, you have a problem with Carl Weathers? No. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we get along to reviews? Sure. We we, we, we we talked about it the entire time, but we didn't even say how baller it was the fact that he roasts a stormtrooper and, and you hear it. Ah. And you hear it as well. Ah. It's pretty good. <laughs> you can, it's sizzling when he pulls <laughs> out. It's pretty cool. I like the uh, the the little the little what are they called the the bird things or whatever that he's got in his arm the little rocket well, launchers. That, that's what I was referring to before. Whistling how they he got them and whistling then birds. That's them. it. Whistling birds. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I did see a tweet. Chekhov's whistling bird that like pays off five minutes later. It was yeah. a little bit disappointing. Very disappointing. If it was used like I, in I, a live I see your point on that. Like, put that in the first episode that you need to save up and get these things or whatever yeah. like that. But like, it very much feels like sort of like a video game level up. You're like yeah. level, going back and leveling up your armor and but going out to the next <sighs> mission. Yeah, it, it seems very extreme just to the certain point that like, so he, she's got he's gotten this really fancy steel. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that piece of a Equipment would need this incredibly expensive fancy steel to build <laughs> no. that thing. 
I think because they're maybe made out of Beskar. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah they'd like penetrate armor or something like that. Yeah, but it, it, it just seems like... I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like you could make it out of cheaper things. <laughs> and I think that go, they talks to Ian's point earlier about like how they like pr- perhaps condensed a lot of stuff into into one... Like, seems like it. They, they do spend a bit of time in some of it and setting up scenes and emotions and stuff like that, but they don't potentially... They skip over a lot of stuff. And I think that's... A, if I were to say a negative point, the episodes <laughs> are too short. And it feels like, like they should be like 40, 50 minutes. I think they need to be aiming around that 40, yeah, 45 minute mark to actually give it all the Tell time that it needs to, to breathe. Because yeah. I actually want to go back and watch all of these, like at the end, like just cut them all down and watch them all in one sequence because it is back to back. Yeah. Like you keep, you pick up on the next episode exactly where you left off the last one. So I would like to be able to yep. watch them all together. That'd be fun. We, we do see as well that, yeah, he handed Baby Yoda and then he collects his, his reward, turns it into arm, and then goes, oh, my baby Yoda back, and essentially storms the, the keep to go get him back. It was pretty cool. And he he, he goes against the, the, the guild, the bounty hunter's guild. Yeah. Essentially. So it's kind, yes. of, kind of interesting what's going to happen there. It, it is. I think, yeah, he's, he's going to be on the run. He's going to have a bounty on his head, and this is where it's going to – the show's going to turn. Mm. So – Yes. Well, but what are they, we're in spoilers, so we can say, yes, Carl yeah. Weathers survived. And I kind of like that, though. Cause <laughs> With a sh- pocket full of Beskar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he showed like he's holding money on him, and then when he gets shot, he, it's like where he gets shot where he's holding the money. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't mind that. I'm like, if he was wearing like, bulletproof armor underneath his clothes, I'm like, eh, okay, okay, man. So that, that that means he's getting paid off by these other guys as well for uh, yeah. yeah, which is interesting, which puts together a larger conspiracy. So I'm... I'm uh, just too short. I need more in every episode. I can't. Mm. I hate waiting a week for these things. It's so fucking annoying. It's a bit frustrating. It's going to be hard. Um, should we go into schools now, or shall we go into schools after Andy has his say? Let's have let Andy have his say. Yeah. Here we the go. Segment we call "Let Andy Have His Say." <laughs> hey guys, this is Andy reporting for Shaken Not Nerd on talking about the Mandalorian. Just went to a, a private uh, screening of the first two episodes, um, and I'm here with my fiance Steph. Hey, y'all. Hi, Steph. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, if that's what they can do with a TV budget for their streaming service for Disney Plus, absolutely, wow. Like, um, what caught your attention, Steph? Um, baby Yoda, obviously. <laughs> Very cute. Oh my god, it was so damn cute. I just want to cuddle him. <laughs> I want to take him home. Yeah, great introduction. Really set the tone. Um, the music score, like, geez, um, really incredible. Yeah, it just had like lots of, like, I love, there was some that was like really fast paced and others it was the nice string music. It was. Yeah, it really set the tone. Yeah. It gave you that Western feel. Yeah, and like, I'm not very good with scary things, and it wasn't really scary, but like, there were moments where you were anticipating something, and then like, the music would change, and and then I'd be like, relaxed again, and be like, okay, Yeah. okay. And um, there was quite a few comedic moments early on. Oh, the blue guy space. Yeah. I don't know either. I was sad he got, he got, um... Carbonated. Carbonated. Yeah. It was so good. It was quite funny. Apparently, it's a guy from S um, Saturday Night Live, so I'll have to figure out who that was. Yeah, he was good. Horatio Yeah. I don't know. I think. Really good introduction to the series. Turn right, turn right, mate. Good episode. Oh, Google, be quiet. Oh, Steph's just driving. Um, don't worry, I'm the passenger, guys. Um, 
Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. He enjoyed it. And your GPS. (laughs) (laughs) And your lovely partner. Yes, thank you, Andy and Steph. But yeah, essentially, he he loves it. He's excited because it's also the first live-action Star Wars TV show. Yes. Yes. Fellas, reviews. What do we think? Overall, first three episodes, overall review. Fuzzy. I love it. I'm I'm with Andy on this. I'm I can't get enough of this. I want more now. I'm excited that the, we're supposed to get another five episodes, um, yeah. and I can't wait. I'm going. I will go back at some stage and edit these all together to like one movie. I think this will be a really cool thing to watch all together at once. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're getting episodes from Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, Dave Fellini's doing another one. Fellini. Uh, Fellini. Sorry. Fellini. Uh, <laughs> we're getting uh, an episode directed by Taika Waititi as well. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of really cool. Interesting directors coming up, um, but yeah, this weekly release stuff is killing it's painful. me. Yeah, it's so in a, in an age of streaming, like I get what you're trying to do, extend it out and yeah, you know, create this buzz. But in an age of streaming, just fucking put it out there. Just put the fucking content yeah. out there. Mm. I, I if it was all out there right now, I'd go get Disney Plus specifically to watch all of this. That's why we did. Yes, it's pretty much the only yes. thing I'm using the platform for. Yeah, I'm using, I'm using, definitely did. I'm yeah. using it for Rebels. I'm rewatching all the Rebels and. Uh, yeah, but you see, I'm just watching Rebels because it's there. I yeah. wouldn't have bought Disney Plus to watch Rebels. Yeah. Just it's, it, everything else is just filler at the moment. Just give us the content. Like yeah, this, it, it does need more content on Disney Plus. Still, it's a mm. streaming service. It's like just do it. Yeah. School. Um. Jeez. I would say that this is a solid eight point five. I, I think there's just there's humour, there is action, there is lore and mythology, there's interesting stuff happening. I think Favreau's and Dave Filoni's uh, they're both treating this the right way. Yeah, they're giving it the uh, the right direction and the push that it needs. It's new Star Wars we've never seen before, and mm. I love it. I love this content. This and like Tom was saying, Rogue One. Some of the best yeah. stuff we've ever seen from Star Wars for, for many, grittier. many That's years. That's what we wanted. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So uh, we're growing up with this, you know, we're all growing up now, all the Star Wars fans. This is what we wanted from when we were kids. So thank you. <laughs> More. I'm going to leave it until last. <laughs> Just because. Uh, fair some, enough. He had some thoughts today. Uh, I really, really liked it. I was actually s- sitting in uh, first two episodes before seeing episode three. I was going to come in here with the old 9.6 because I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's Classic a Classic 9.6. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to drop it down to a, a 9 yep. after the third episode. I liked it, but I found the third episode was a little bit like um, Ron Burgundy and fucking Vince Vaughn. It was like, I hate you. Only I, only I get to kill you. Or, you know, no one gets to hurt you but me sort of thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, but it's, it's, I think it's a Mandalorian's first kind of thing. It's like a, we, we'll fucking fight within our own stuff. But, yeah. everybody our own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think it was just the way it was done. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Again, I think that's that time constraint. Like, they probably yeah, had a better so. story to tell. And probably, you know, the director. <laughs> or she's going to do Obi-Wan. So wow. It just looked a little bit silly with them all like going, whoo, all yeah. flying in. And I was just exactly. like, director. nicer. Do one comes in, then a couple come in, and then they all come in rather than all coming in at once. Well, they didn't need the jetpacks. I feel like the jetpacks. Really? Thank you. Jet? No, they <laughs> didn't need, need it. Yet. No, in that sa- in that scene, they didn't need the jetpacks. No. I feel the jetpacks made it a bit cornier. Oh, had had we just started seeing laser fire everywhere, yeah. and then you started to just see other Mandalorians from the shadows yeah. shooting oh, out. That okay, yeah, more Western cool. shootout would have been more. Instead of yeah. everybody, let's go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, how cool. Sorry, just a butt in there with the heavy. And he comes in with the big fucking gun on his back and the chain to the, like, yeah, that, that's, cool. that was pretty cool. Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, despite the issues that I have raised with it, I am enjoying this TV show more than I have enjoyed a television show in a very long time. It is, despite the fact that being released weekly, it is getting me to sit there and watch it. I found myself yesterday finding out that it was released at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in America, which I worked out to be 7 p.m. and sitting there and going, okay, why isn't it there yet? Where's episode three? I want the episode. So please, the episode. (laughs) Um, And I'm loving this. I think it is what disney are doing with getting me addicted to star wars again over the last like three weeks has been nuts i am hooked into star wars like no tomorrow um and i am going to give this a nine wow very generous around the table today um (laughs) no i liked the show and i am enjoying watching the show Mm. despite its obvious flaws here and there so I like you despite your obvious voice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bully. That's um, yeah, I'm enjoying the show and I'm looking forward to finishing it off. It is kind of hard at this point in time reviewing it after three episodes and not seeing where, it, where it's going to keep going. Where it's mm. going to go. Mm. But we can review it on what we've seen. So on that basis, until I get to see the rest, at this point, after episode three, yep. I give it yep. a very solid yep. eight. That's all right. Yes. Yeah, it's not I as know. bad as I thought you were going to get. I know. We are getting along in time. I just want to do this very quickly. It is our last trivia question before the trivia special next week. So there will be no trivia at the end of next week's episode, but there will, of course, be that trivia special. This trivia question comes in from our friend Dave at the Super Movie Bros. We've seen the Mon Calamari in Star Wars media since Return of the Jedi. In other media, we learn that they are from the planet Mon Cala, but they were the not the sole intelligent inhabitants of that planet. What other intelligent amphibious humanoid is also from Moncala? Is it A, the Quarren, B, the Natalan, C, the Bith, or D, the Aquilish? Bith. <laughs> Fuzzy. I know the answer to this, so yeah, others can go first. Okay. Uh, okay. Ian, oh, that's um, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Ian? Uh, I'm going to go with Fuzzy's answer. Lock it in. <laughs> Give me an answer. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... Idea. D. D, he's locking in the Aqualish. I'm going C. Actually, no, Aqualish sounds stupid. I'll take it back. <laughs> You've locked it in, Ed. Fuzzy. A. It is indeed A. It is the Quarren. It's all right. We need to let is him it, have as much help as he can get. There's <laughs> a big thing in like, the Clone Wars where they go As long as I then. say, I know it, I can do it for... <laughs> they're they're, they're the ones with those tentacles. I'm doing that from now on. Mouths, sort ah, of, yeah. um, of course, so next week's episode, they, or next week there will be a... Big trivia special. Well, how big? So big <laughs> that uh, if Matt beats you guys, he wins completely and gets the prize. What? And the trivia questions have been bumped up to 99. It's 99. Really questions? Uh, themes. Uh, themes? Themes. It's, a, it's another musical fun one. Oh, God. 99 uh, musical themes. Yeah, it'll, it'll be quick. It's not... It's not... It's, it's okay. a long one. Can you... I expect well, I've already ex- lost. I expect so, yeah. a new theme song, but with like 99 red balloons, and I expect you to work that into your. You can expect to lick my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> a pair, wow. of, a hair. pair of hairy <laughs> assholes. <laughs> uh, the trivia scores at the moment Ian's on 15, Fuzzy is on 15, Tom's on 13, and. Oh, shit, sorry, I put that the wrong way around. Fuzzy is on 14. Yay! What? Ollie's on 14. Where did my other point go? <laughs> you had 13 before. 
Uh, Ollie, was worth two points, I'm sure. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <Ollie and laughs> I knew the answer. <laughs> Ollie and Fuzzy are on 14. Tom is on 13. Ina's on 15. And Matt is on four. So uh, with 99 questions, Matt could easily he jump could easily take it out. We'll also have the Until special we murder him. The special buffers on next week. And Lachlan will be the mediator. Woo-hoo. So whatever Lachlan says goes. There we go, guys. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Shaking Not Nerd. It's been a bit of a long one talking Mandalorian this week. If you did enjoy it, let us know in the comments on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Or, of course, you can leave a review on the podcasting app you're listening to and read it out verbatim. 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 Thank you for joining me. I'm Duty. Yeah, I'm Fuzzy. I'm in. <laughs> I'm tall. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, right. That's all you get. Uh, <laughs> Podcast <Chica>. complete. <laughs> Check out.